Yes, yes, yes. What is good, everybody? Welcome back into Pinpointed. Another episode, another beautiful, beautiful topic. We are jumping right into the tennis world. Roland Garros, French Open, a little bit of the Wimbledon as well. A ton of news in the world of tennis. Follow us, Pinpointed. Sports on Instagram, pinpointed on all the other socials, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. That is where everything will be played. That is where everything can be listened to. So let's jump in. So the French Open has officially started. Here are the odds so far. This is from Caesars' Sportsbook. Djokovic is actually favored. He's plus 200. And the young gun, the 19-year-old Spaniard, stud. Potentially one of the next greatest young tennis players in the field, Carlos Alcaraz, at plus 225. So a close second. And surprisingly, Nadal and Tsitsipas are tied at plus 400. So Nadal's tied for third. And this is probably marks the first time he's not he's not being pegged as a favorite in the in the betting world. For a French Open, probably in the last like 10 years, ever since his injury where he didn't play at the French Open. So I don't even know. It could be even longer when he's played. He's always been favored. And this is kind of the background story again, turning 35, turning 36, had his foot injury, which he had to delay his entire season. And kind of struggling a little bit so far in the clay court. Uh, matches beforehand. So, nothing really incredible. But we all have to know Nadal is 105 and 3 at the French Open. He was 105, he was 105 and 2 before Djokovic beat him in last year's final 2021 in a 4 5 set masterpiece by Novak, where Nadal was 85 and 0 when winning the first set at the French Open. So, you're like. My goodness, can you even bet against Nadal at this tournament? I mean, statistically, you can't because he's got such a high win percentage that it's like, okay, he's got to, you have to give him the edge, but the sports books are giving Djokovic and Alcaraz the win. So let's take a look why before we jump into my predictions and the bracket. So potentially why Novak, I mean, he won last year. He's the defending champ. He hasn't played a ton due to... Again, he's unvaxxed. Some tournaments haven't allowed him to be in there. Couldn't play the Australian. Played some of the clay court seasons. Uh, some uh, Played some of the clay court matches here in this season. But hasn't won anything significant. But maybe, you know, he's got the best chance because, again, he is the number one player in the world. He's still the most talented player. And he's had a lot of rest. I mean, you have to argue he's well-rested, age 34, 35. So if anyone's got the juice to do it, the energy, the stamina, it's him. And he's going to need it in this top half of the bracket, which I'm going to go over. My goodness, what a bracket Roland Garros just came out with. And I'll explain that a little bit. And the second player is the up-and-coming stud, Carlos Alcaraz. Now, Carlos Alcaraz, everyone loves this kid because he has literally been winning everything so far. The three tournaments in the clay court season. He's won Madrid, Barcelona and Miami. And so now you're like, holy cow, this 19-year-old is on fire this season. This is kind of like you can look at it as Scotty Scheffler in the golf world where you're constantly winning these kind of tournaments in a row and then you're like, 
here's the Masters. Look, he's rated and probably and the better's perspective uh, was one of the top. I think the top two to win the Masters, which he ended up winning. Masters being the toughest tournament, and same for in this case in the clay court season. So it will be the Roland Garros, the French Open. So you're like, do you go with the hottest player? Now, he's only 19 years old again, but he's on the crash course to become a superstar. He's literally on that direction. Now, the only issue with him would be, hey, he hasn't won a Grand Slam. He might be putting a little too much pressure. There's also that idea of you are so hot, you're winning every tournament, and now everyone's kind of looking at you to make it to the next level. He might not fully be able to win and come out on top, especially with the biggest tournament of the year in the clay court season. So there's huge expectations that he put on himself, and there could be some chances to disappoint. But those are the two favorites, Nadal, I mean, uh, Alcaraz and Joker. But now we go to the draw. The draw is completely lopsided, which is why I love a potential upset pick to win in Stefanos Tsitsipas. The young Greek. Let me tell you why. Because the top half of the draft includes Djokovic, Nadal, Alcaraz, and Zverev. I don't know how the seeding specifically works. I know Djokovic has won the number one seed. We had Zverev number three. We had five being Nadal because he hasn't played as many points and not be able to defend his points. And we have Alcaraz at six. And it's just how it worked that way. The seeding, I guess, based on the points prior to these tournaments and how Alcaraz kind of wrote up um, his specific ranking. But which means Djokovic will have to play Nadal in the quarters. Zverev will probably play Alcaraz in the quarters. Then you'll have a Djokovic-Nadal, one of those two, versus Alcaraz or Zverev in the semis. And you still have to play the final. So when I'm looking at Tsitsipas here, who's got a very easy draw, he's only got Rublev maybe at the bottom, Daniil Medvedev, but Medvedev, the number two seed, isn't very good on clay. Hasn't prepared much, he's had an injury, hasn't practiced at all, so a lot of analysts peg him as a potential biggest disappointment based on seeding and ranking how well he plays, just because this isn't his favorite tournament and everything I said beforehand, injury, he hasn't even practiced. So now... You're taking a look at the difficult top half of the dra- of the draw between Djokovic, Alcaraz, and Nadal, and potentially Zverev, that it's very difficult for me to pick one of those guys and pin them as a champion when they have to go through so many difficult matches in a row. Three difficult matches just to win the entire thing. Now again, if anybody can do it, Djokovic is, he's rested. Alcaraz is 19 years old, he shouldn't have a problem stamina wise but if anyone has an easier draw to get to the final it's going to be Stefanos Tsitsipas he'll be well rested in that final and potentially has a great opportunity to steal this French Open from one of the top guns now personally I like Djokovic beating Nadal again I know the unlikelihood of this happening because freaking Nadal is 105 and 3 but his two losses out of the three are to Novak. So if any player can do it, it's going to be Novak. And I think he's just well-rested. And I think Nadal definitely has drive and passion to try to come back and win this tournament after an upsetting loss last year. But again, injury, potentially not enough training time might derail him. So I like Djokovic there. I like Alcaraz beating, beating 
Zverev, and then I think Alcaraz can pull off an upset over Djokovic. I'm going to predict it and go a little bit out of the edge here and hopefully see the 19-year-old kind of put on a little bit of a show here. I'm going to go with the hottest player. I mean, you have to. And not always translate like golf does into sport of tennis, but I think in this situation, Alcaraz has just played so well and there's definitely some uncertainty with Novak Djokovic's game because he hasn't played in so long. So I just have trouble going with history over what you're doing right now. And I like Alcaraz, Tsitsipas in the final. This could really go either way. I do love Tsitsipas based on that being such an easy draw and getting to the final. And he's played well before. He was a runner-up last year against Novak. Should have beaten him. Wasn't able to. So this time I like Tsitsipas over Alcaraz. In the French Open final. That is my prediction. The top half of the draft. Unbelievable. I don't know how this stuff is made because this is unreal. Now, I don't know if I like it or not because now all the players play so early. Djokovic plays a in the quarters, which isn't potentially a matchup you want to see that early. But then again, maybe it's good for TV having a great quarters, a great semis, and a great final. And again, it's just based on seeding. So the French Open didn't have anything to do with it. But unbelievable lopsided. I think this is the most lopsided draw we've ever seen in history, potentially, at least in my time of watching tennis. So that's my French Open prediction. Let me know if you think that is right in the comments below or at me, and let me know who you got winning. And let's quickly transition to the Wimbledon because there is huge news in the next tournament here from the All England Club. Grass Court, one of the classiest courts and tournaments in all the world. So Wimbledon has decided to ban Russian and Belarusian players from the tournament due to everything that's going on in the world right now. And again, for that to be right or wrong, again, it's up to the it's up to everybody to decide based on their values and what they think from the situation. But now the ATP and WTA has decided to penalize Wimbledon for banning these players. So now it's stripping the tournament of ranking points from the tournament, especially this year. And now this has created a whole storm of conflict because this tournament is essentially an ex exhibition match now. There is no, no specific points garnered from winning this tournament. And it's almost like, again, it's still a Grand Slam, so you're winning a Grand Slam, so of course that's the main, most important part. But it leaves players unable to defend the points that they won last year. And it's going to screw up the entire ranking system because of it. So that means Djokovic will lose a bunch of points. He might not even be the number one seed anymore due to not playing Australian and not playing Wimbledon. He's gained 4,000 points, I think, from both of those. He's not going to be able to defend any of that. So eventually, as time goes on and more players win tournaments they will overtake most likely Djokovic as number one seed. Same as an example, Roger hasn't played, got to the semis or quarters in last year's Wimbledon. Garnered, whatever, two, 3,000 points from that tournament. It's not going to carry over into this. He's not going to be able to, he, it will carry over, but he's not going to gain any points after this. So his seeding after the Wimbledon is going to be insanely off. He, he's going to be unranked, which is super unfortunate for him playing any tournament in the 
in the future because it's not like he's going to be playing a bunch. He's probably aiming for the Grand Slams kind of like Tiger Woods is and maybe playing a couple in between. But he's getting screwed over by this too and so are many other players. Other players are tweeting, hey, my <laughs> ranking's going to double. This guy was at 50 and now he's going to go to 100. I forget his name, but he tweeted something like that. So the whole, it's going to be totally skewed because you can't get any points from this. And I wonder if this is going to kind of make this a little less enjoyable to watch. I don't think so, because again, you're still chasing the Grand Slam. Djokovic has said he's still willing to play this tournament, because again, you are trying to get the trophy. But it creates a whole lot of debate and conflict going forward, because there's just, everything is flip-flopped. Everything is just 50-50 between each tournament. One tournament, Djokovic can play, unvaxxed people can't play. Oh, Roland Garros, French Open, yeah, everybody can play, no issue. And now Wimbledon, oh, we're going to ban Russian and Belarusian players. Daniel Medvedev is the second-rated player overall in the entire world, Russian. And you're not going to allow him to play because of what his country is doing? It's skeptical in the sense that how is it now Daniel's fault that he can't compete, something that outside of his control in an event and in a sport that he loves to play and has worked his whole life to play and win for. And if this is true going forward, it's going to create a huge problem because it's not sustainable. And so I think the ATP and WTA have to find a way to create a balance here among these matches and these tournaments because the discrepancy with everything in each tournament is ridiculous. So let's see if going forward things will change. But that is the show on the biggest news so far in the tennis world. And you never thought it could get so controversial in the game of tennis, huh? That is why we love the sport. So much going on. Peep the French Open in the next couple weeks. It will be ending soon. Wimbledon will be coming around the corner. Big matchups all the way around. Let's hope Roger makes it back for my own sake. So I can watch my favorite player of all time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is Pinpointed, where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music Wars podcast. We posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.